Welcome to Halloween. 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 Enough of your borax, Poindexter. Man's life is at stake. We need action. Halloween shindy. Everybody's invited. Every bloody was frightened. The schools and the goblins in the hop. And the zombies all dance to be Bapalula. What? <laughs> what a Halloween shindig this is. <laughs> wow. Welcome back, everybody, to Halloween shindig. Shindig? What the hell did I just say? You yeah, you it? can tell. You can tell it's been a while. I can't even it. say the name of the show, which isn't Halloween Shindig at all. It's Shindig Radio. Oh, yeah. That's how long it's been since we've done this. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, yes, welcome back, everybody. I forgot the Shindig name of the show, Radio. too. Yeah, Shindig Radio. I forgot the, the clap, too. I forgot that. The clapping, yeah. Did you like that? That was definitely a different version yeah, deep of cut. the song Halloween Shindig. Nice. I would like to, at the top of the show, give a shout out to a uh, Shindig super fan, Devin Connors, who hit me up actually a while back and was like, hey, the DVD for season four of Mr. Show has a full version of Halloween Shindig on it. And I was like, what the fuck? I've, I've had shit. that DVD for, like, I don't know, 15 years. I've never put the special features on. And sure shit, there's a whole jukebox section. Has all the songs from Mr. Show season four. Whoa, and Halloween Shindig was on there. And that's the full version of the song. Yeah. Awesome. So that's pretty prank. cool. Does it have try, try, try again? <laughs> I don't think so. Does it, it, was, it looked like it was mostly season four songs, but I had the one that was like, hey, Mr. Monkey, don't be asking why, because you know you can't mess with American pride. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah, welcome shit. back, everybody. It's been a while since we've sat in the Halloween hole and recorded an episode of Shindig Radio for you, because as you know, uh, it's a little... It's a little weird. We were told to stay away from each other. Yeah, we just, but we haven't been, so we might as well just record, right? But I imagine you've heard nothing in the last four months other than COVID-related talk. So do we want to add to that? No. Do we want to? No, we don't want to add to that. In fact, gonna, let's pretend it's not even a thing. I did a ton of research, though. I'm like, I thought this COVID. was a COVID episode. <laughs> <laughs> All your research is tainted. I've got pamphlets. I'm, I've got the World Health Organization on the line over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, here, let me break it up. I've got some gifts for you guys. Here, for both of you guys. Oh, wait. What do we got here? What do we got? Is hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm looking at a card. It's a Flare oh, Ultra Skeleton Warriors skeleton Premium Warriors. Edition. Eight bad to the bone cards. That's right. From Flare. This is Derek's two pack motorcycle Flair. gang name, the Skeleton Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Can we'll I open, open those? this? Yeah, open those. Oh, yeah, up. please. This, is, this isn't a snack break. So yeah, let not... us let us know what what kind of skeleton warriors you got. Oh fuck yeah! I remember the one guy that had like five arms. Yeah, I used to have that toy. That's my favorite one. Oh dude, oh, yeah, these are fucking legit. Let's just talk about things that the audience can't see. Let's do that. That's a good move, User right? Ma- Look, I'm sorry I brought <laughs> gifts, Derek. Look, I wasn't gonna. I, I have to crack this immediately. Uh, I don't think so. I forgot that we have this ability. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, it's been so long. I forgot we had soundboards. Run out and get yourself some Skeleton Warriors cards by Fleer Ultra. Listen, Debbie, we're dealing with big leaguers here. <laughs> <laughs> you like that shit? Hmm? 
You like that shit? Ooh, yeah, wings. <laughs> Tell me. Thanks, Graham. These are awesome. Those are pretty badass. Enjoy. Enjoy. We enjoy those. You should post them on the website. I just, just, yeah, just put pictures. Just a picture put of a bunch the cards. Of your ultra cards. <laughs> I'll take some shots. I'll take some shots of the skeleton warrior cards for everybody to see. Because the world needs that. And so do you. <laughs> for anybody like, moving forward in this episode that keeps hearing these sounds coming from Mikey, you don't know where they're coming from, but those sounds are coming from Mikey. That is Mikey's father, Marty Rotella. You don't want to tell them? You're making a face like you don't want to tell people that that's Marty. Uh, no, I mean, we have to tell them or they're going to think we're all nuts. Yeah, yeah there's power think it's music. On Instagram, my dad puts up these these videos. These awesome, awesome videos. Awesome self-help sort of like, you know, stay posy out there in a crazy world kind of, uh, you know. Encouraging videos. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Inspirational stuff. And Derek has taken it upon himself to load my board here <laughs> with tons of my own father's quotes. Confusing me to the point that I don't know if I'm saying them or not. <laughs> that is true. They do. Some of them are borderline. Eggplant Parmesan. Mm. <laughs> what is the joke? What is the joke? I don't know what the joke is. Dalton? I think the joke is... Uh, That's my dad, Dalton. That's my <laughs> we'll get to Dalton uh, in a little bit here, uh, which brings me back uh, to the point of all of this. I was, uh, I was having a peek uh, in quarantine at some of our numbers recently, which you can imagine are pretty unimpressive <laughs> what is this the amateur hour when are we gonna begin to do business for christ's sakes <laughs> i was getting on with the business this is the business right here i was having a look at the numbers the numbers aren't good for shindig radio uh, it's not a show that a lot of people listen to are you, you kidding <laughs> i'd like to assume though that if people were listening to it they'd like it it's true the next time I send an audience research report around, you all better read it. <laughs> <laughs> or I will sack the fucking lot of you. That's what I'm talking about. I forgot to introduce you guys. That's how long it's been since we've done this. Yeah, we usually do that. Seven so months. we don't know what we're doing. Who we got on the fucking docket? Who are we listening to right now? Hi, my name is Billy Smith. <laughs> What you want? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's me. The name is <laughs> So, yeah, I got Billy Smith to my right, what you want, and I got Dalton to my left. Uh, well, let's do the intro so it's proper. Don't be a wise ass with me. <laughs> <laughs> to my left, you've heard him before, you'll hear him again. He's... <laughs> That's right. I am to the left. I had to check. Yeah. I'm right over here. To the left. Hello, everybody. A bum. That's what he is. A bum. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Be nice. Yeah, be nice, Mikey. And that brings me to my next point. To my right, we have everybody's favorite key. My key. Yeah. God bless you. Hey, thanks, Marty. <laughs> Maybe we'll... I'll let some dead air happen here in case... I want to put this earlier. That's a good idea. Yeah, see? Sarone agrees. <laughs> Sarone, not to, not to take a tangent and talk about Anaconda here, but uh, Graham is a big Anaconda fan. I love Anaconda. <laughs> Graham, has been, Graham has been bugging me for Anaconda sounds from Sarone for a while. I figured this is a good action-oriented time to give him 
uh, Sarone board. And Sarone to me, Sarone sounds like if Christopher Walken was playing Tony Montana in the room. That's what <laughs> Sarone sounds like to me. And it's pretty great. I love that guy. Also, the sheer shama. <laughs> <laughs> also, the sheer shama. Uh, Sarone, of course, we're talking about uh, John Voight. John Voight in, in Anaconda. Anaconda. Yeah. He, he's the treacherous guy they pick up with his secret plan. It snakes out there this big. <laughs> to, ca- <laughs> to capture a million dollar snake. I just love when he gets uh, Owen Wilson on his side. Yeah. Like it happens like within an hour. Yeah. He so, convinces him to turn a gun on his friends to like, like maybe get a million should... dollar snake. <laughs> come on. I think you're the guys that aren't thinking straight. Guys, come on. It's a million dollars. Yeah. Like, Our Owen Wilson's new Here's a lot of money. Think? <laughs> I just like I like pre fame Owen Wilson though. It's yeah. pre- it's pretty great. It's like <laughs> random guy number he's a one. Good, yeah, he's a good random this guy. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a terrible Owen Wilson impersonation. But that's Anaconda. Graham has some Anaconda sounds. Cerrone? Cerrone. Isn't that what like Michael from, Jackson yells? From Paraguay. Cerrone. Cerrone. I think that I think we can all <laughs> safely Paraguay. assume. Yeah, I think we can assume that Tommy Wiseau is from Paraguay. If that's what you sound like, yeah. Yeah, I think he sounds just like him. Be oh, big easy. Sense. But only if Christopher Walken is playing Scarface in the room. I know what I know. You can accept it or reject it. Leave me at the next village. (laughs) This guy just wants to be at the next village. I know. I trap snakes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's snakes out there this big. There are snakes out there this big. And they're big. They're really big. Anaconda for being, you know, it's a pretty big budget movie. Yes. It's got some, it looks nice. Ice Cube, J-Lo, John Voight, uh... Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Owen Wilson. Carrie like Wood. Animatronics. British scary dude. Monster. You know the I mean? animatronics in Anaconda are solid. That yeah. snake is badass. It's just when he turns into that trash, like 1996 CG snake, where you're just like, Yeah. The fuck is that? Yeah, we spoke about this. How it looks forward, which yeah. is something a reptile just can't do physically. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it's like weird. moving his eyebrows, like man, he's a villain. <laughs> I gotcha. He's a villainous snake. That guy. They also do that weird preface in the beginning that about like, snakes ties yeah. up into the end or something, mm-hmm. where it's like snakes don't fully digest their food. They spit it out sometimes, and they spit it out sometimes. Exposition central. Yeah. That's what they start the movie with, is snake hunters. snakes sometimes regurgitate their meals, and you're like, especially the fuck cares? Because later we're going to show movies. this to you. It's Chekhov's snake regurgitation. Because you know what snakes can do. <laughs> That's By a the great way. scene, though. Like, if you're just going to just give me a cheese ball horror movie scene, oh, yeah. that's a pretty great fucking scene. That whole up, movie's a great scene. And then scene. he, like, winks at him <laughs> with his, like, slimy yeah, exactly. eye. <laughs> Don't Owen Wilson and Carrie Ware, like get off the boat to go bang somewhere yeah. in the woods too? Yeah, like then, that. Are you John ever Boyd. that horny where you're like, oh, let's go to the dangerous dark Amazon and bone? I don't know. I gotta ask you that question. Me? Yeah. No, I'm too. You. I'm more scared of snakes than I am horny, and I'm pretty horny. <laughs> get the fuck out my face with that shit. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna fuck a snake. I'll tell you that. You tapped that ass, didn't you? Tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, you did in the in the Amazon jungle, waiting for a snake. I guess it's a good story when you get back to the snake hunt. You know, oh, he's like, this guy's like, great. He shot this boar right in the face. 
It's Ohio boy. That's a terrible sarong that I just did. Is that why, boy? I was like going through Crime my Rolodex of, of Anaconda characters. Like, where's the old hick guy from Tennessee? <laughs> like, that's how I wild border. <laughs> Do you have Baby Bird? No, you don't. Who is Baby Bird? Is the fella it? would be perfect. Little baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. Oh, That's Carrie Warr. He says it to her. Salad Warr. It is Carrie Warr, right? No, it is her. Okay. But, then, but then he says it again to J-Lo. Is every woman around a no, baby he bird? I think he just says it to... He calls J-Lo he, baby bird. When? When he's getting, When he's almost getting busy with her? Because she gets, she gets Maybe killed not. early. No, Ice Cube's going to jump in and, and hit, hit him with the stick or whatever. It snakes after this bit. Ice Cube. This bit. This bit. This bit. I love Ice Cube in that movie. I like that he's listening to Mac-10 when yeah. he's sitting on the boat. And that British guy just can't handle it. He's like, turn this down. I'm trying to drive. That's pretty cool. You got to think about it. You're Mac-10. There's no other way you're getting in a movie. Well, he's in West Side Connection with Ice Cube. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so your boy gets you in there. Yeah, like, like, that's a solid. That's a solid. Oh, idea. hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty funny, too, because also Ice Cube enters and he's like, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, you're like, yeah, we get it. You're the rapper. He's Did they weekend. write that into the script or do you think he ad-libbed that? No, I think they wrote that. You think it wrote it right in there? He's for not going to be like, I'm going to say a line from one of my songs that nobody really likes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Might have. People don't like that one? <laughs> I think the gangster community received it poorly. Because they were like, what's this like happy go lucky song? But I thought it was about like, it was a good day because I didn't have to get too gangster. Yeah. Yeah. I think in an interview, he was like, shit, people were still giving me a hard time, even though I was like, oh, I'm having a good day. So yeah, that's right. That's why. <laughs> Thank you. That's why Anaconda didn't do well in the box office. It didn't. But Graham has a full soundboard of of Anaconda. It's basically Anaconda and Dalton. Anyway, um, so it's good to be prepared. It is good to be prepared. You're prepared with a with a Cerrone loaded board. I know, buddy. I know. I know. Oh shit. Uh, is that the cop from? That was the cop from Brother Rodolfo. I know, buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, the past is gone. <laughs> Can't do anything about it. That's true, Marty. The past is gone, and you can't you move forward. So we're going to move forward. That's good advice. So, so we're going to move forward. I don't know at what point in the show oh. I was talking about our terrible numbers, and I don't know at what point I'll link it back up to this conversation. Yeah, let's just skip this whole thing. You're going to have to talk about recap. why we're here. Because they probably got worse as since you mentioned yeah, it to now, real time. they dropped off even yeah, worse. Just delete all of that shit. This is my chance to redeem myself with mainstream America. Yeah, yeah, and we will. We're gonna do that. So I was having a peek, like I said, at some of our numbers. Just having a peek, seeing how we're doing, and we suck. Yeah, no one's really listening to the show. However, our least listened to episode is drum roll. None of you have a drum roll, but if you did, <laughs> our least listened to episode, unsurprisingly, is episode number seven, Action Distractions, Action One Distractions, which worst ever. Which you can imagine a bunch of people who are listening to us because they want to hear us talk about masks or horror movies or Halloween or whatever. They don't want to hear us talking about action movies. Why not, listener? I don't know. What's up? 
What's up? You don't like action? We love action. Look, guys, the past is gone. Can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it, but it is our least listened to episode, and I figured, since we were already being so socially conscious by recording this bullshit in the first place, let's double down and be completely unresponsive and deliver people the thing that they want the least. I like with it. With a second volume of Action Distractions. And stack all the action back tracks you can hack. Don't let the fact that they're whack detract from your attraction. Subtract that reaction. Introduce the action distraction. Holy shit. Oh boy. Action Distractions Volume 2. It's happening now. We're gonna talk about a whole slate of new action tunes because. These movies are great. Well, some of them. Crabs making a fist. This is some. This is some turkeys. But the songs are all great, and they're all worth listening to. And we've loaded the board up here with them, and we're gonna listen to them with each other and with you at a safe div, div, distance. Yeah, yeah. If exactly. you're not into a safe distance, if you're not into it, that little that little <laughs> intro. We'll definitely get you into action. Yeah, get you into it again. That was you know pretty what? fucking great. Come on, listener. I mean, we like horror movies because we like the blood and the violence, you know? And you get yeah. a little bit of violence with all these action movies. You get explosions, fire, oh, yeah. always some sort of attractive individuals. Dirt bikes. I'm into dirt bikes. And dirt bikes. And car bikes. chases and grenades. My obsession with dirt bikes makes no fucking sense. I've never been on a dirt bike. You I'm not into dirt cool bikes on a dirt like bike, in though. real life, but in action movies, when dudes are on dirt bikes, I'm like, yep, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Get more dirt bikes. We going. should get some dirt bikes. I, mean, I was we saying make a dirt bike gang. I made Fatima watch uh, Psychomania the other day, and I was like, we should get dirt bikes and then wear Psychomania Living Dead gang helmets. Be dope. I want to get a dirt unicycle. Listen, Debbie, we're dealing with big leaguers here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's like. Wait, don't we need a... Wait, what is he called? The pacifier? That is a stabilizer. The stabilizer. Which, <laughs> she's like... Which, incidentally, happens to be... Our first oh, good. action extraction yes. on volume two of action distractions. Introduce the action distraction. We're going to kick the evening off with an action title track, but don't get too excited because it's pretty anemic when it comes to that distinction from Arizal. Is that even how you say that guy's name? Arizal. A R I Z A L. The one-named, one-man Indonesian action wrecking crew comes. The Stabilizer. This gonzo action opus features everything you want from an action flick. Weird dialogue, terrible dubbing, an Indonesian Mr. T, copious karate, and it all starts out with a dirt bike flying through a laboratory window. <laughs> the Stabilizer is something you need, and this is how it starts. I've heard they call you the Stabilizer. What does it mean? Listen, Debbie, we're dealing with big leaguers here. The world's best criminals who are completely capable of upsetting the balance between good and evil in the world. As impossible as it seems, what we need is a man with the guts and the ability to restore that balance. I see. Oh, like so you a need a stabilizer. Got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got it now. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> style of singing is so funny, too. It's like he's running and singing. Who are they? Ghosts. <laughs> There's no one here but me and you. It's come down to the wise. Are you kidding? What is he saying? Maybe we both don't know. Maybe yeah, we maybe. both don't know. Maybe, maybe we, we don't, don't, don't know. know. I don't know. It's coming from behind. <laughs> that guy's like putting 110%. Oh, in he's though, getting you know. after it. But yeah. where the stabilizer, the song, the stabilizer falls apart is in its chorus. Because the chorus and it's a title track. So you're thinking, yeah, here it goes. We went right into it. Right where I cut that was where it's going to go into the chorus. And you're waiting for it. You're like, yep, lay it on me. And this is what they give you. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. You get those ghosts. Hey, kind of like a Michael McDonald like whine there. Bit. Definitely has a yacht rock sound to it. Making it up, don't know. I think that's what they're saying. Making it up, don't, don't, know. don't know. They're just in the studio. Making it up, don't know. <laughs> Why is he coming from behind? How would that be? That's the whole song. The movie starts out with that song. It ends with that song. But not before you get to see a bunch of crazy action uh, smashed in between with Peter O'Brien, who is a fantastic Indonesian action hero. Uh, everybody's favorite Rambo knockoff, Rambu. Oh, really? Yeah. Where is he actually from, though? He's not I don't know. from <laughs> Indonesia. <laughs> yeah, he's in a bunch of Indonesian flicks. He's in Rambu. He's in um, Double Cross. Is it Double Cross? Also, the Sheer Show. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's also, also the, the Shirashami. The chief okay. of the Shirashami. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. If you've if you've uh, never seen a Stabilizer. I mean, it's just jam-packed with gunfights and, and punching and kicking and alley fights and car chases and woman slapping and over-the-top... <laughs> over over the top garbage action from that time. Sure. It's top of the list. You, you got know what I mean? an excellent villain in the form of Greg Rainmaker. <laughs> kind of name is that? I love it. For a villain. He's awesome. He has those uh, spiked shoes that he's yes. kicking everybody with. Kicks everybody in the knees. <laughs> every every heavy has to have a first name. I get it. Greg Rainmaker. Greg Rainmaker. But, but they keep referring to him as Greg. Yes. Yeah, you do you know tough. if Greg's here? Where's Greg? And I'm like, look, guys, just call him Rainmaker. It works. Rainmaker's tough enough. Greg is falling short so every time. Hey, yeah. Greg, where's Liz, Greg? Liz walked in on me watching it, and she was, they call him Rainmaker, and she's like, Rainmaker? And I was like, yeah, it's Greg Rainmaker. And she's like, <laughs> Greg? <laughs> but, you know, they always reveal the, the bad guy's first name at some point, and then they never bring it up again. Nobody calls him Greg again, but they call him Greg over and over again. This Greg. doesn't deserve any compliment. It's only a very small success. 
among your hundreds of failures. <laughs> Straight from the stabilizer for you right there. I think the greatest part of the stabilizer, for me anyway, is that the stabilizer himself has a giant framed picture of himself in his house where he's wearing, yeah, it's right there. Graham's pointing at it because I do have one in the Halloween hole framed where he's wearing <laughs> like, he looks like Cobra. He's yeah. wearing a mesh I thought it was the cover of Cobra. <laughs> and I was like, man, that guy really likes action. <laughs> he's wearing a mesh t-shirt and some fucking aviators and he's awesome. More importantly though, not only does the stabilizer have his own photo, in his house, Greg Rainmaker, the villain, has the same exact picture of the stabilizer in his hideout that he proceeds to shoot with a machine gun. It's fantastic. And then yeah. his, the stabilizer's girlfriend has yeah. that same... I mean, everyone's got this picture. Well, I, think like, that's, I think that's their house together. You, you're saying you think that's her house. See, that's I thought, not their house. I don't. I don't know. I mean, who has the, the, their own picture of themselves? I have no idea. All you might I know be is, right. Is Maybe that, that where was... he got the picture was when he went back to like teach her a lesson. Oh, maybe stomp on her. Like, what it's... does he do? Break her legs with his feet? I don't understand. <laughs> he uses spike shoes. But he's yeah, like, he fucks her up. He kills her. She's dead. Yeah, that's why the stabilizer is so mad at Greg Raymond. I thought he was just mad because he like paralyzed her or something like that. No, no she's gone. Her. She's out of the picture. And he goes and he starts banging that other chick. Is that are we to believe that's where he got the? I portrait? mean, maybe you're right. I never even thought about that. But Greg Raymaker probably did steal the stabilizer's portrait from her house. You so it wasn't enough that he killed bitch. his girlfriend. He's got to take the picture too and and hope for a second chance at more revenge. Yeah, that's right. That is. The stabilizer. Making it up, don't know. I also, it up, don't know. I also have this photo because you gave me a, a I did a, a framed picture of this photo. And yeah. whenever people see it, I get everything from is that Rambo to is that your dad <laughs> to all kinds of random shit. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? You look just like him. I don't I, yes. I honestly don't know. I don't it's know where it's a it's an even crazier explanation. I wish I wish the stabilizer was my dad. He would get it done. Making it up, don't know. Making it up, don't know. Stabilizer. <laughs> We're gonna try to make up for the stabilizer's lack thereof. Yeah, lack indeed. It's, it was man. lacking in its title trackness. A salad would be perfect, little baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. We're gonna try to make up for the stabilizer's lack of title track awesomeness with a new title track. From ex-porn director Roberta Finlay's mean-spirited, um, yeah, I wrote this sentence so bad. <laughs> Escort this gentleman to the door. Yeah, right, get me the fuck out of here, Dalton. Um, <laughs> with this title track from Roberta Finlay's 1985 exploitation gem, Tenement, in it. A vicious street gang squatting in the titular tenement are ratted out to the cops by the residents. After promptly being released, the gang lays siege to the apartment complex and shit gets crazy. Somewhat blind, yeah. uh, the film is this action extraction from the cool crew. Two K's on that one, gang. Comedy K's. Mm. <laughs> this action extraction from the cool crew an action rap title track only the mid 80s could produce 
Straight out of 1985. Listen yeah. to that oh, fucking yeah. thing. Don't let the lighthearted vibe. Well, that's what I mean. Fool like, you, no. <laughs> that song belies how oh. fucked up Tenement gets, which is pretty crazy. But that song, it's like a, that's like a socially conscious rap song. Like it's telling you about the real deal. What's going on in there? Yeah, in the tenements, yeah. and you can hide in the tenement, hide from the helter skelter. Well, you still can't escape the hell. So what is a tenement? Is that a building? Yeah, that's the building's name. It's like apartment. No, complex. it's just yeah, it's just another name for an apartment complex. A tenement. What did it say? There was like a sign in that that in the movie where it's like the front of tenement. The front of tenement. Yeah, it says to the front of tenement, and like I'm like, that's the name of the building, or they're oh. just calling that building a tenement. Yeah, it's just a that's just a, I think that's the name a generic of the word. I think that's the name of the building in the movie, man. No. Welcome to the tenement. It says something about the tenement in the movie. There's like a <laughs> I sign mean, I'm sure pointing at the tenement. a lot of things about a tenement. It says this. Sometimes it's not safe in your house. There's nothing on earth that'll keep them out. They'll break in your crib and rape your wife. And if you're lucky, Whoa. you'll get away with your life. The violence in the these hulums make is more than anyone could possibly take. Everything they touch always turns to dirt. And everyone they meet, they usually hurt. As long as you can bend to their demands, your soul will always be in their command. You gotta fight back with the all of your might. Cause if you don't, you've been running for the rest of your life. The only way that you will stay alive is if you learn to be strong and know how to survive. Because it's up to the residents to prevent what goes down in their tenement. Look, tenement is a place to live. Some look so bad, they make you wanna shed tears. A tenement is a place to call home, a place to rest your head. That gets real right there, but it does what every good title track does, and it explains the entire plot of the film. It gets dark. And its lyrics talk yeah. about the, the residents of the tenement need to fight back. You're not safe in the tenement. They might rape your wife. They talk about that. Break in and Derek sounds out of breath because he just ran to get a beer. Do I sound out of breath? But you sound really excited about the song, and then you're like, "They're gonna rape your wife." (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be raw. Gotta be raw, dude. We're against rape. You can't rhyme "live" with what? What does he rhyme it with? Like make you shed a tear? Live and tear don't rhyme in any. I mean, you don't have to be a gold record holding rapper to which, know which that. Which the cool crew is not. Of course, but still, <laughs> I, I mean, the, I feel like if you're gonna check the boxes, the the lowest box, like the first tier of becoming a rapper, is like, well, you just gotta make it Solid rhyme. Rhymes, we yeah. gotta have some rhymes. Like yeah. this, it's fucking ridiculous. 
And these guys are more like, just say the name of the movie as many times as you can. Yeah. Which is good for a title track. Which is better than you get What's my point, right? You're getting with the stabilizer. You're getting stabilizer. Like, almost as an afterthought. This is tenement and it's shoving it down your throat. Oh, yeah. It's definitely about that. From a title track. So it leads me to believe that this was the original working title of the film from the beginning. Cobwebs hanging over your head. (laughs) Music being played by the Grateful Dead. Does sound like Houdini's Haunted House of Rock. Uh, No, the the movie does actually have an alternate title. Really? Game of Survival? Is that it? Yeah, it's off the top of my head. I think it's Game of Survival. I feel like. changed it to, but thankfully. It stayed tenement in most circles. That's a good idea. Yeah, and they kept the title track. I feel which like it was called solid project or like apartment even at one point, and they were apartment like, "Wait, what's a better a place word? To live. What's a better word that people don't hear all the time? Tenement. Yeah, yeah that tenement works. Sounds good. And then you write the song, and then everything else. Also, the shoe show. Also, the shoe show. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- I'm blown away, though, that this movie was directed and written, I believe, right, by a woman? Yeah, well, yeah, Roberta Finlay, who was in uh, her, her husband. She worked with her husband for years, Michael Finlay, who did um, Snuff, was was a big hit for him. Hit, I don't know about So they're hit, not fucking around, this couple. No, they're a they, power couple yeah. of violence <laughs> and fucking going misogyny. On. And they made tons of, like— Gotta be raw with Finlay's. They did uh, a lot of porn back in the day. Like they did what oh, they really? called roughies. They like roughies, which are like <laughs> not quite good. porn, but they got a lot of violence in them. And then she went and did, um, yeah, straight up porn. Um, and then got into uh, regular yeah, horror movies, I guess. She did uh, Blood Sisters, Oracle. Uh, Tenement, but Tenement's not a horror movie. It's a cool action movie, which gets fucking intense. And interesting facts about Tenement, John Cody's dad, John Fasano, director of such films like Rock and Black Nightmare, Black Roses, painted that one-sheet poster that you see for Tenement. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. That was John Fasano that painted that poster randomly. As if I needed another reason... I love that guy, man. He yeah. was such a good dude. God rest John Fasano. He's such an awesome John guy. John Fasano, you did that awesome Super poster talented. for Tenement. Never knew he painted it anything. It's awesome. Also, um, uh, Frank Calderon from Pulp Fiction and King of New York. He's the main, Crazy. not the main guy in in Tenement, but the second one of the brutalizers. Yeah. It's got some like blood and titties going on that's oh, yeah. pretty intense and like a lot of blood on titties. Yeah. They have that one scene where the guy just is in that closet there where yes. he's just like rubbing blood all over his chula. My that's name's Paul oh, and okay. it's between y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that clip. I don't know. I'm surprised know, you don't. I know. I yeah, know. no. Uh, also, Dan Snow, who uh, played Cigar Face in the... Toxic Avenger trilogy. You may recognize him in uh, Tenement. So some 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 bad dudes in there, and it has a total. It has like a, this total New York trauma vibe to Tenement, but there is something so mean spirited and oh, it's, extra trauma. It's filthy. It's a filthy about it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. trauma just it's a dirty movie distributed it, but it's, it's a gross. dirty movie. It's a gross movie with a great title track. But it's got like a good punk vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. Tenement. 
Not that this song would have you think there's anything yeah, punk rock about this like completely at odds with what's going on in the movie. It's just too nice. Tenement. Tenement. Titties on the blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets gratuitous in this one scene, and, and it's like that's the point where you're kind of not having fun anymore. <laughs> and you're like, uh, it kind of gets fun again at a certain point when, like, the, the you know, when they electrify that. That bed frame and the guy's like, <laughs> like well, yeah. When they finally fun. get back at these assholes, yeah. but there's a minute, there's a, a nice chunk of time in the middle there where you're feeling real queasy about it all. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a feel good. It wasn't a feel good movie in 1985. God by bless any stretch. You. <laughs> Thanks. Interview action distraction. Before 1985, socially aware tenement people in New York were already making movies about slumlords. So much so that this movie starts out with a narration you could plug right into Tenement, so I'll just let it roll. In large U.S. cities, millions of people live a life of poverty in old, run-down apartment dwellings. The poor tenants trapped in these buildings must put up with constant harassment by greedy landlords who want to throw them out for higher rents. These rich slumlords go to ruthless extremes to evict poor tenants, and nothing seems to stop them. When you can't afford to move, even a rat-infested tenement can be called home. Damn it, they turned the gas off again. But when landlords turn off your heat, water, gas, and electricity to force you to move out, there's only one thing to do. Fight. This is the story of such a struggle. Bet you won't put your trust in me Bet you won't let me go further than you can see Bet you think I plan something and won't say If you think I'm thinking of a slicker way That's a promise I'm gonna get you That's a promise I'm gonna blow your mind That's a promise I'm gonna get you That's a promise I'm gonna blow your mind Drum solo is yes. fucking on it. <laughs> I thought he was saying "Death's a Promise" at a certain point. I'm like, that makes sense. That's almost a that's almost a title track. What the fuck? Almost the title track. The name of that song is "That's a Promise." That's a promise. I haven't actually been naming anybody who wrote and performed these songs. I don't have it written down for "Death Promise," so that's a problem. How the um, fuck do you even find shit like that? I, well, I said the Cool Crew. The stabilizer song was Wayne O. Holmes and Elliot Solomon. Irish guy? Vocals from AJ. That's what's going on with the stabilizer. I thought Wayne O. Holmes was on vocals like, come on, that guy's (laughs) not fucking Irish. Uh, That's a promise I don't have. Maybe they didn't... Maybe they didn't say at the end of the credits. I don't know. That's the not quite title track from the 1977 film, Death Promise. Mm. There's a bunch of slumlords that are trying to evict 
and kick everybody out of this apartment complex, but a dude that thinks he's Bruce Lee and a guy who thinks he's Jim Kelly get together. And then together. another guy. <laughs> <laughs> they keep adding guys as the movie goes on. They just keep adding dudes for this kung fu free-for-all that just there's them going after these greedy landlords. And it's 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 a bunch of kung fu, and it's it's kind of fun. But that's it's Death got Promise. Some good fights. It's I got guess, some, you it definitely has some good fights in it. Uh, and it has dudes saying shit like this. It's the goddamn landlords. Driving in their big fancy cars, living in mansions with their fat ass wives. All our money goes to rent. We're barely making it. They get it all. Yeah. While white dudes point. inject AIDS into our chicken nuggets. That's a metaphor. Yeah, see, it's very timely. <laughs> so Especially many, with all these so, COVID-19 evictions. Or maybe death promise. Maybe you want to pop that on and... I don't know where it's available. And then rage. And then, yeah, just get mad. Gotta be raw! Gotta be raw. The song has, like, sort of like a <laughs> like a holiday special vibe to it. Like, yeah. a, like a duet is doing, like, <laughs> that's, hey, promise. that's a promise. I'm gonna meet you for turkey. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm coming Christmas time. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> I love that someone in this movie, someone, I don't know who, but somebody actually knows martial artists. So they're just like, hey, guys, yeah. let's get, can you want to come do our movie? Yeah, and they got like kick. the Chuck Norris wannabe. They have like all these dudes, <laughs> the Miyagi style dude. Like I know this is before Miyagi, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, you got that guy. Yeah, he's training the other It's fucking karate awesome. men. And nunchucks galore. Why not? He's supposed to be a karate man. Yeah. I think it's what's great about this crime genre is that like if you are working in film and you're in like an urban area where you could just drive out there, shoot in a couple alleys, get oh, some yeah. people who can kick each other, get some guns and some and some cars, and you got a movie on your hands. Boom. There's like one rooftop. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, no, if you got a rooftop, you're one like rooftop oh, set above the rest. Two guys that know kung fu, and you're set. Couple you pairs of nunchucks, some ninja stars. Yeah, he throws it one into that guy. He throws it right into his hand. It's great. He's just like ah, dude. The, the ADR screams in this are fucking hilarious. They're that nuts. one Chuck Norris guy is like yeah, 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 and it's like screaming though. Yeah, like it's like these guys are like gut busting screeches. It's so funny. It's pretty fun. If you like just like kind of low rent kung fu movies and Death Promises, definitely I love this one. you should check out. Death Promises is pretty fun. And that song is just great. How many times have I shook your hand? How many times have you walked away saying I'm your man? It's a love story. You made me cry. If you think I'm going to keep trying until the day I die. That's a promise. I'm going to get you. <laughs> This is a love song, We'll be back after these words. Come back for more Thanksgiving action on ABC. <laughs> well oh time there, Greg. That I hit the post. I love that this is a love song, though, that they've tried to fucking, like, jam into the death promise. Yeah. It's like, we're going to fucking kill you because of revenge, because my father's been killed. It's Speaking of up. posters, too, Death Promise has a solid-ass poster. I don't know if you've seen it. You Death look. Promise! Death Promise! 
I thought it was Death's a Promise. That, yeah, the whole thing not, kinda... yeah, it's That's a Promise. We're going to close it out here with this little bit from Death Promises. That's a Promise from an unknown artist because I didn't write it down. Hold for play. Yeah, Graham's feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> that is Graham. <laughs> That's the end of that bit of action, goodness, death, promise. Where are you finding these titles? I don't know, honestly. Like, where'd you come across something like that? I just was, like, downloading shit, and I'm like, okay, death, promise. And And then I watched it. And then when I'm watching it, I hear this song, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. And I pull the song, I record it, and I put it on my computer, and then it just sits there for nobody until this moment. When so I someone's got to gotta trust you here and be like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go check out Death Promise. Uh, Death Promise is kind of, you You know the kind of person you are. Like if you like kind of cheapo kung fu movies, because that's what that is. It's just a bunch of dudes in New York pretending they're Bruce Lee. And literally, like the guy, he's got like a yellow jumpsuit. Like he's in fucking Game of Death. Like you realize, fun. you realize the public service you're doing, though. I don't. Where you're think that's... you're narrowing the view. Of, like, <laughs> look, if you want if you want to check out shitty action movies, shitty mm-hmm. old action movies, but you want to check out ones that have awesome, ridiculous theme songs, these are the ones. Like you, you're just picking these action movies for the action. Then you yeah. watch them, and you go, "Holy shit!" Theme yeah, this song, is a crazy action song. Now these people can go and streamline their search and go, if I want good action songs, this is what yeah. I'm going for. Or you can just listen to the show because you don't have to, you just heard it. I just played you all of that song. No, but then you watch the movie and then you hear, yeah, the, you song, hear the song and then you fun. laugh at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's maybe better I do it. This river can kill you in a thousand ways. <laughs> <laughs> that river can kill you in a thousand ways. I, yeah, I think that's you. I know. I know. <laughs> Derek is Derek is braving this river for you, listener. So that's true. You can get these songs without having to sit through some boring piece of trash. He's weeding. He's I mean, weeding through anaconda-infested waters. <laughs> yes, for us. <laughs> Speaking of, anac- I know. I trap snakes. He's like the guy from Jaws, except. Evil. Evil, yeah. He's like, what's his name? Quinn. Oh, it Quinn, yeah. What an idiot. I'm talking oh, about like, Death Promise, f- and I'm like, what's that guy's name in Jaws? Knows <laughs> <laughs> every character in Death I'm Promise. Like, yeah, that's right. I actually don't know anybody's name in Death that's Promise. Death right? Promise! Well, I, right. like, I like that the Bruce Lee wannabe is the Hispanic dude. Yeah. And then they, somewhere towards the end, like the like beginning of third act, you get... A, a Bruce Lee dude. Yeah. Like, that guy just shows up. He just yeah. shows up. He's like, hey, I like karate too. And they're like, fucking A. <laughs> Why <laughs> not? He's supposed to be a karate man. Yeah, he is. Exactly. He's supposed to be a karate man. Oh, shit, man. I love it. Going in a completely opposite direction, we come to our next action extraction on Action Distractions Volume action 2. Action Distractions Volume 2. And this one comes from your... Hunter from the Future from 1983. Oh, your. Which falls into a category of film I like to call Laser Quest. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Where you're getting like barbarians and swords, but Mm -hmm. then also for some reason, you're getting fucking lasers and space shit. And how do these two things go together? That's correct. That is correct, Marty. I was saying like Conan meets Flash. Yeah. 
or Star Wars, Gordon. as it is, because your okay. Hunter for the Future gives you, it pretty much gives your, you a barbarian Y-O-R, story. Not your Hunter, but like his name's your. Your. Your is his name, and he is something special. <laughs> Even the song, though, it's got like a Flash Gordon kind oh, of Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, what is that, like a digital fife? Okay, awesome. (laughs) I have no idea what these Europeans are saying. Is a man from future. Of course. History. It's got like a talking heads vibe. A little bit, right? I think this is a lot like a Talking Heads song. It's Richard O'Brien in Talking Heads. Yours what? What are they saying? Yours world. He's the man. Yours world. (laughs) Yours world. (laughs) Yours world. It's like a disco vibe in there. Awesome. just keeps going. The whole opening of the movie is this song with just Red Brown, who you may recognize as made for TV's Captain America. Oh, shit. Or from Space Mutiny, if you're familiar with Space Mutiny. Reb Brown. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty cool. In the beginning of this movie, though, it's, it could go any way. You don't know if it's going to be yeah. Xanadu or fucking Rocky <laughs> Horror. Like, you don't... Yeah, I, I think sure. it's got a Barbarella vibe, honestly. Like, it's like male Barbarella. And he's <laughs> yeah, totally. awesome. Like, Yor is just this barbarian dude that has so much barbarian game <laughs> that yeah. women are fighting each other over him and dudes are offering their daughters up to him like yep. your is just like I am your yes people <laughs> are hoping they get a monster so your comes by and dude, to fight it for them and what does he fight he fights like a stegotropterus it's a stegotropterus yeah, <laughs> thank you Graham I think it was a Stegotropteryx. <laughs> it's like a stegosaurus and a triceratops mixed into one, and Yorv kills the but shit out of But made of cardboard, oh, which is even more fucked up. Yeah, I love I love all the dinosaurs because they're like these like construction paper dinosaurs. So good. So, and then they have the, they have a pig with like a, a gator tail taped to it, yeah. and they're chasing yes. it. That's so awesome. Yeah. And the best part to me is when Yor trying to free one of his many. You know, suitorettes dive bombs into a cave on a fucking giant bat, and it's sick. He's just flying in like yeah. a hang glider on a bat. 
just kicks this dude. Fucking a beast, man. I gotta say, like, it, it delivers. Like, every time you're like, I'm done with this, this is stupid. I, I can't nope. even watch the rest. Something happens. A cardboard dinosaur appears, yeah. or half werewolf cavemen <laughs> show up. You don't know what's going yeah. on. Or someone whips out a flaming sword and mummies. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. And then when you think you're like, I know what kind of movie I'm watching, it just turns into Star Wars. Yeah, that's not like, even. These dudes show up that all look like Darth Vader. Everybody's got <laughs> lasers. You're like, what in the fuck am i watching right now and all it's of awesome. a sudden it's a whole different genre it's fucking hilarious it's your this isn't the same one this is just the second half of the song yours world which is the same thing if he's saying the same thing maybe <laughs> probably God bless you. God bless you, your. Yours world. Night the fire within. I still don't know what they're saying. It's okay, come on, man. <laughs> no, I don't know your what these European like men are saying. And your watch is like fire. Your watch is like fire. Yeah. This guy was like an ABBA reject that was like, fuck <laughs> it, I'm gonna make it, you'll see. <laughs> he is the man. World, he's the man. Not a title track, but it's giving you what you need in terms of letting you know what's going on with this guy. Because Yor is the man. If there was ever a movie that posited its main character as being the man, <laughs> it's fucking Yor, the hunter from the future. Yeah. And it's like, yes. He's pretty attractive. I mean, I wasn't going there with it, but. Uh, no, me neither. I wasn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't feel that way. I just. I know, it. buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your erection. <laughs> That's what I said. You like that shit? Hmm? You like that shit? It's like that shit. <laughs> that song's long. It just keeps that going. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think Yor is just, he has good hair. Yeah. And he doesn't have a lot of body hair, which is unlike anyone, any other See, men in his entire about. world. It's definitely unlike That's me. That's what I'm talking about. And she says it over and over again. She's, she's like, what is it about this Yor guy? He's just different. She yeah. keeps saying that yeah. shit. And it's like, yeah. dude. Well, he's from the future. They talk about his hair too, though. Exactly. Yeah, great hair. And we don't know if that's not her dad. That's like her her dad gets killed, so this dude is like caring for her. And I think the whole time he's kind of pissed off that he introduced it to because he's like, fuck. I mean, I thought maybe I'd have a chick out of this deal. And then the other <laughs> chick from yours time shows up and is like, oh, yes, two chicks. That means yeah. I got to get one of them. Yours like, nope. I Believe get both. me. 
women notice. <laughs> <laughs> they notice Red Brown's awesome hair. And you're the hunter from the future. You tapped that ass, didn't you? Tell the truth. <laughs> your definitely taps that ass. Your taps a couple asses in that film. No, but your what is that guy's name? Do we know his name? Your? Yeah. It's Red Brown. Red Brown is like Mark Singer Wait light. Wait a minute, what? Because Mark Singer. His name's Red Brown. Reb. Oh. With a B, Reb okay. Brown. I was like, that's the coolest no, actor played, ever. Yeah, he Red played, Brown. Um, he played Captain America. The 70s In the, the made-for-TV Captain America movies, yeah. Red Brown. Reb. <laughs> Red Blue. Brown's funny, though. Come on. Blue-green. Because <laughs> it's two colors? <laughs> yeah, it's a funny name. <laughs> well, you can't you can't Yellow really red. compare him to like Conan. You have to compare him to like no. Beastmaster. Yeah, he's like more he, like a Beastmaster. He is totally more he's like Mark a Singer Light. Nobody's Conan. Exactly, but everyone's Conan. Well, he's like, like a Beastmaster of the universe. But you fall short. You know what I mean? They're like, how can we mix Conan with Star Wars? And it's your Hunter for the future. Get Yours into it. World. I wonder if that's where Kroll gets it. They're like, what if we mix, you know, Lord of the Rings with? What's this. up with Krull? Does Krull have a kick-ass song? No. I don't think so, but it it's kick-ass. <laughs> Pull into <laughs> Krull's place and get a reservation. That was a terrible song. Escort this gentleman to the door. <laughs> Perfect. Introducing action distraction. Moving on from your, yes. from Tenement and from Stabilizer and from... What was the other one? Death Promise. Yeah, That's we, correct. Are we going to get better movies? We're moving into Los Angeles oh. action films in the form of East L.A. Warriors. I have nothing written down about East L.A. Warriors, so I can't say anything about East L.A. <laughs> well, Warriors. About its name, about its year, about its... I have nothing written down. Give me a break. How well, is that I, real? What I know is you can get that on Prime. Uh, what you is can't. this, the amateur hour? <laughs> what are we going to begin to do business for Christ's sake? Son of a bitch. I know what I know. You can accept it or reject it. Leave <laughs> it the next minute. <laughs> East LA War is from 1989. This song was written and performed by Addison Randall and Justero Cover. You got to help me out with that one. <laughs> Those gang. are made up names. Also the Sheer Show. Also the Sheer Show. <laughs> this song was mixed and recorded at Tribal Music in Encino. Oh, shit. Just to give you a heads up there, Graham. How's it going, Miho? Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, Miho? <laughs> What's his name? I get it. Who, Wade? Wade. Wade yeah. Garrett. Wade Garrett. He is the one that you really want to hire, but you end up having a hired adult. Well, Wade Garrett's getting old. Yeah. He's, He's still the, the best. best. He's still the best, though. Wade Garrett is the best. But that's not this movie. <laughs> this movie is East L.A. Warriors, yes. which stars none other than... Stars is probably the wrong word. It incorporates. William Smith is <laughs> William in. Smith. William Smith is in East L.A. Warriors for a half a second. He says like three lines. Not Will Smith, listener, no. but William Smith. Three, that was very nice. This guy. Look in. I wish you would treat all the clientele like you uh, Dude, Road to Revenge. And many other films. Is that what where he's the Maitre D? Is that yes? What? That's the, and that's what that sound. Where he's like, from. I keep picking Wawa. I keep Wawa. I, <laughs> I had it. I didn't put it on your board. Oh, I'll add it in there. I keep fucking Wawa. I mean, yeah, that, that's how I he starts. He goes, no, I keep 
fucking Wawa. I can't say fucking. <laughs> he has no teeth, so he's like, I fucking fucking Wawa. You can't tell what the hell William Smith is saying. I wish we create more clientele like that. And quite frankly, it's not important because William Smith is barely in this Why movie. have him as a maitre d'? I don't know. It's not like his face is like worth anything. I, he's an actor. He's a name. He's William Smith. We got William Smith. If you're a guy who's into action films, then you know William Smith. You've seen L.A. No, no, no. Vice. You have to be a guy who's into discount action films. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you're coming across that I know, guy. Buddy, I know, I know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you're not getting him in your big budget action no. the movies we're talking about like if you were into these films then you're familiar with William Smith and William Smith is a great asset in your action movie but he's not a great asset in East LA Warriors no, he's where un a, underused where a dude is trained by the guy who killed his father is that correct the main guy is like a famous like jazz dancer or something he's like some sort of dancer that they turn into an action dude okay he's like a spanish dancer Is with he? like a single name like ricardo or juan <laughs> well because like in the in the trailer it's like starring juan like it's just that one name <laughs> Um, but this guy trains him so that he can, because he's getting beat up in the neighborhood, and the guy trains him so that he can, so that he can fight and be a true warrior. Yes, and then he ends up leading the gang. And then, well, the big push of the game, it's like yes. this blood sport style. Yeah, it's like a fighting style game where they all fight to the death. Yes, and that's how the film ends. And then you get this action extraction which is out of control tomato tomato this is an action extraction if i've ever heard one Get the Tina Turner. 
What the hell instrument is that? Is that an ocarina? What is that shit? Was the original title "Living to Die" of, I don't of the know. movie? I wish the so movie was called "Living to Die" because that would be a title Living track. Day. And that song is awesome. They just Living ripped Bronx die. Warriors with <laughs> East LA Warriors. They were like, "Let's change it because of that one." Like, come oh, on, guys. homeboys on the corner. <laughs> homeboys on the corner. Wait for the plane. <laughs> Wait for the plane. Wait for, Wait for, for the, the plague. plague. Uh, oh my god. So let I me love get this straight. Because I don't think I've actually seen this one. No, so. I didn't alert you to East so LA this is Warriors. Gangs I'm sorry. Meet in a tournament Kumite style fight yeah. scenario. And then they fight. That's pretty serious. I did not do. I stole this song from East LA Warriors months and months and months Living ago. Living to die. Which, with the express. <laughs> purpose of playing it on volume two because i i didn't even and i don't know if that's why you pointed me to this movie because you were like no East it was because of this song watch it matt and, then, and i both heard the song and we're like derek needs to hear this song <laughs> and the minute this song started playing i was like holy shit So good. So that's what I'm saying, though. If there's any psychopath like yourself that's mm -hmm. just like wanting those ridiculous yeah, action this. distraction style songs, yeah, th this whole operation is aiding them in getting to them quicker and yeah. not having to weed through all the bullshit. Yeah, you can get it. I should probably put a playlist on the shindig. I'm sure you will. I, I should have done it for episode volume one. I thought about it, but I didn't do it. So, I'm going to do it this time. Because the world needs that, and so do you. <laughs> yes, they do, Marty. <laughs> the world does need that. <laughs> Love you. Your dad says the phrases, I used to fuck guys like you. That guy kind of looks like my dad too. Uh, seriously, with the, the like, little the fucking roadhouse, the curly mullet and shit. <laughs> <laughs> my my dad so stupidly well timed. My <laughs> dad looked like that guy at the time Roadhouse came out. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I you're hope you're not cool. listening to this, Marty. Oh my god. Well, you said Marty doesn't listen to the show, so I figured it was okay to put Marty on your board. You know, the past <laughs> is gone. Can't do anything about it. Can't. Can't do anything about the past, Marty. I love no. your dad. I don't want your dad to get the wrong idea. No, I know. He knows. So he knows many, There's so many good sound bites from your father. Not, you know, fucking <laughs> God. Love you. He loves you guys, too. And he... And he, but he won't listen to the show. He will not listen to the show because of our language, and I just don't think he can handle the barrage of you know stupid nonsense yeah. for that long. No, I get it. I totally get it. But you know, he will appreciate this. He'll definitely hear about it, and I'll I'll clip I clip shit for him, and I I play it for like <laughs> you got to at least hear this part. <laughs> 
Well, but more importantly, does Catherine watch the show or listen, watch the show? What am watch I talking about? This yeah, watch our YouTube. Yeah. Does, does Catherine listen to the show? No, no. <laughs> Nobody from my family listens to the show. I can guarantee it. She will listen to this, though, if I tell her, honestly. Okay. Like, especially if she knows there's going to be Marty clips. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Marty all over it. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Random <laughs> drunk man at the double deuce. Uh, <laughs> that's the guy. He's like, he's like, I'll let you kiss her titties for $20. They're he's basically like, doing a joke, like yeah. an actual one-liner joke you'd tell somebody, yeah. like on film. Because <laughs> he's like, you could, for 20 bucks... You like her titties? You can kiss them. And he's like, what? And he's like, come on over here. Tan a kiss. And he starts feeling her up. He's like, well, you going to kiss them or not? And he goes, well, I can't. He's like, what do you mean you can't? And he's like, I ain't got 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then a fight breaks out. <laughs> All we did was sit around and tell fucking jokes. <laughs> Are you kidding? I love that guy. <laughs> you that can guy's... kiss them. Are you kidding? That guy's pretty great. Moving on here on Action Distractions, Volume 2. Introduce the Action Distraction. From 1987. If your friend gets kidnapped by Mexican drug lord revolutionaries, whatever they may be, what would you do? Why, of course, you'd ask your father, a U.S. senator, naturally, to do everything in his power to rescue her. But what do you do when he doesn't have the stones? Why, you just get a group of your teenage friends, you lock and load, and you go down there. And you meet up with a weird-ass Richard Lynch, and you rescue her yourselves. Obviously, right? Exactly. That's the plot of 1987's That's correct. Escape from New York. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Night Force starring Linda Blair... This action extraction is particularly interesting. Is that like a yeah? Is that a rat? What was that? Was, was that you? <laughs> I was whistling. I like Linda Blair. He likes Linda Blair. Linda that was Blair a rat good in this. Be nice to Linda Blair. I love Linda Blair. Michael is trying and failing in a big way. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Gotta be raw. From 19. <laughs> we got so action distracted. You know, maybe look in the mirror and say, you know, where am I wasting time? <laughs> right here. This is how. Right here, Marty. I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> love you. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. I love you, too. From 1987's Night Force, which, if you've ever seen Night Force, Night Force is actually not that interesting. Of a motion picture. But what Night Force does, interestingly, that a lot of other action pictures don't do, is it taps its star to sing. This is, I still remember, from Linda Blair herself. Whoa. Ooh, it's gotcha. Already good. Yeah. Best thing about Night Force. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Except maybe Richard Lynch, but he's playing a good guy, which nobody wants to see. Okay. I don't remember that personally. 
This is a MAGA song right here. <laughs> Make America great again with this golden streets. Yeah. It's got like a Fleetwood Mac kind of vibe. Oh, yeah, she's definitely got a... Uh, Stevie Nicks thing going. Oh. But it was like is. a spooky chime in there, kind of exorcisty, like kind of a like a bit. throwback to be like, guess who's singing this song? <laughs> you know that's on purpose. Do you remember <laughs> that? You know that. She's got a good voice, though. She does have a good voice. And She's this is, trying hard to not have in, a bad voice. It's an interesting thing. Like you it. get you get like a, a ghost fever, maybe, with Sherman Hemsley singing the, the, the ghost fever song, but you don't get it a lot in movies. And I think it's important... <laughs> to, <laughs> to, important to point out a, an instance in where the, your star is singing your song. That's pretty great. I mean, Will Smith yeah. did it a lot, sure. But I mean, he kind of overdid it. But so much little, that people don't think about it that way. Sure, but Will Smith is an artist turned actor. Yes. And then you go, hey, maybe you write a title track for Wild Wild West. It makes sense. Yeah. Everybody goes, why not? This is a little different. Linda Blair isn't just cutting albums. She isn't just out there on the fucking circuit rocking it. And to tap her and say, hey, write this song for this movie, which frankly kind of needs the help. All right. Remember it was in yeah. You know, the past is gone. <laughs> Can't do anything about it. Oh, really? I like this part. The times have gotten tough. Game has gotten rough. Oh! Breakdown. Everything hurts. This sounds like the 2020 theme. No one remembers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. I still remember. Oh. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But again, I I would not I don't know. Watch Night Force. Why not? It's kind of boring. Oh, I've seen it a couple times, that. actually. Yeah, watch it. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. I, I wouldn't recommend Night Force. It goes, I remember. It goes to show you that you don't know what you're working on till it comes out and then you watch the finished product. Because they're yeah. attempting to give her this kind of like offshoot you know, recording career off of Night Force? Like, I don't, I don't know, think yeah. that that's going to do it. I think you know you're just I mean? trying like, to do that, though. I think if you have the opportunity, you're like, hey, can the star sing a song? And they're like, yeah. actually, she's down. It's like a Dream Master. You get fucking Tuesday night to sing the song, and you make her play Kristen because uh, Patricia Arquette is like, I got better shit to do. What about um, Gran Torino? You know, you got, you got, um, <laughs> that, 
Clint Eastwood singing the song for Gran Torino as a sweet song, Derek. I know. As I, a sweet song. And I never seen Gran Torino. You told end. me about this the other day where you were like, dude, have you heard the song from the end of Gran Torino? <laughs> it's odd. Uh, yeah, that maybe I put that on. It's almost three. funny in a in a misplaced kind of way, because the end of the movie, spoiler alert. Oh no. Gran Torino dies. He gets killed by the That's gang. That's his name, Gran Torino. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gran not his Tor- name. <laughs> yeah, Gran Torino. You know, he dies guy. in like you know a sacrificial way to sort of save the, the person he's trying to save. I thought he became the mule, though. Isn't, that, isn't the mule a sequel to Gran it's Torino? It's a sequel. He comes back from the dead. <laughs> Where he has a three-way? But so, yeah. what's up with hey, that? Before we get into Clint Eastwood's three-way in The Mule... <laughs> See, you got this moment where he sacrifices himself for this little girl. It kind of pans out, and you're like, oh, wow, you did kind of save her. And then this song kind of leaks in, and it's you're kind of like watching the credits, like, man, that was a nice, thoughtful story. And then this voice is like, and I was like, sounds like Clint Eastwood's trying to sing this song. Grand Torino, and I'm like, that is Clint Eastwood. It's actually Clint Eastwood singing the words about this movie. Engine homes and bitter dreams grow. Heart locked in the Grand Torino. Yeah, it beats the lonely river. Yeah, it's true. Volume three would get you a little Grand Torino. You don't title track. You don't need it. It's not even an action movie. Title track, sweet song from Clint Eastwood, the star, which is pretty great. Let's let let's Linda Blair, you know, make her own argument. My Gran Torino. <laughs> Old man saved me from a gang. Then he fought and then he died. Now I'm driving his old car. Yeah. I think about him when I drive. <laughs> Is that it? What's going on here? It's Gran Torino. <laughs> What's that? You're driving down. In Gran Torino. That you fixed up in his old garage. Oh, this is. Then just fades out on Night Force. It's, I will say this about Night Force. It's no savage streets. If you want to see a listener, if you're looking to watch, yeah, like I like Linda Blair. I like crossbows and tight leather outfits. Then maybe Savage Street. Yeah, check it out. Is the better film to watch, which also has a song. It may be a volume three inclusion from Savage Streets, but that was from Night Force. Night Force is fun, though, because if you're looking for one of those disjointed goofball mixture action movies, it's pretty good because almost every scene is like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, they open the movie with the girl you're supposed to save yeah. fucking around on her husband yep. at their engagement party or some shit like that. And it's like, wait, this is the person that we're going to save. Yeah. Why are you fucking 
And then that gets all fucking screwy. And then her dad is Cameron Mitchell, which if you're watching a cheese ball budget action movie and you're getting Cameron Mitchell, you know where you're at. You're like, yep, there he is. Because that guy's in Richard Lynch you too. watch. Yeah, and Richard Lynch. And he Quite comes out of guy. nowhere and becomes some sort of like Yoda fucking <laughs> mentor to, to Linda Blair. And, like, and then like this brother that she's fucking in the beginning yeah. takes a back seat somewhere to Linda Blair and Richard Lynch. Like he's supposed to be your action hero. No. The, the movie doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. And it's kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> so maybe check it out. Maybe check out Night Force. It's a good name though, Night Force. That's a good name. Yeah, Night Force is a great title. I wish it was a better movie. Opinions vary. Which leads us into our next action distraction. Uh, this was a little bit of a, this is a surprise track. I didn't tell Graham about this track. Are I, you kidding? Yeah, because this one's pretty special. You don't hold out on me. And that's exactly <laughs> where this sound is from. 1982. Do you like Wingshauser? Of course you do. Who doesn't? Kind of. <laughs> Does anyone? Did you know that Wings Hauser actually had a brief musical career under the name Wings Living Right? That's correct. Oh, yeah, that, that is correct. I actually have his album Holy right here shit. on vinyl, Wings Living Right. Holy shit. Your love keeps me off the street. Look at him. Wings Living Right. Look at Wings Living Right. In fact, I purchased this because I don't have a record player. So I purchased this record for Mikey Rotella. And then he was like, wait, didn't I give this to you? <laughs> and I said, no, you never gave this to me because he purchased it. And then it never made its way to me. So now the Halloween hole right now contains two copies of the album. Your Love Keeps Me Off the Street by Wings Living Right. Okay. Wings Hauser's kind of country and western Billy Joel album. Not to make a big deal out of this, but do you guys know that this is the only room in probably, I'm going to venture to say 5,000 miles <laughs> that has two copies of Wings Hauser's record in it? I'll go so far as to say this is the only place <laughs> on the planet Earth. That contains two copies. There might be a dumpster somewhere out there. <laughs> <laughs> the only place other than I a know, dumpster I know, I know. or like a basement, you know, old defunct record store where there's like dusty garbage copies. that no one. I don't even think Wings Hauser has two copies of his album. Your love he keeps doesn't have me one. off the streets. You like that shit? Hmm? You like that shit? Yeah, there he is. That's Wings right there. Wings Hauser. What Wings also did was sing this extraction from 1982's Vice Squad, a grimy, underrated gem which features Wings at perhaps his legitimate best as the pimp Ramrod. <laughs> With a sunburst Ford Bronco that has a Ramrod written on the spare tire cover. This song is called Neon Slime, which would have been yes. a much right, better though. title for the movie. I wish that Vice Squad was called Neon Slime. Unfortunately, it's called Vice Squad, and this is not a title track, but it is Wingshauser, and it is awesome. If you even know who Wingshauser is... 
How do you even know? I'm saying. People yeah. listening are like, why do you keep saying that? Like we're supposed to know who <laughs> you Wayne should. Bowser is. Doesn't even sound like a name. Wayne Bowser. <laughs> a man of many talents. <laughs> The poor man was steal Got what I want, baby Let's make a deal Bang, bang, shoot him up Talking about crime Somebody <laughs> just bought In the neon slime Everybody's drowning In the neon slime Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love neon slime. Bang, bang, shoot him up Talking about crime He's fucking good, though. You guys, I mean, oh, dude, it's so good. And he's so good in this movie. Like, if you've seen Wingshauser in things like In Between or In Between The Carpenter or any of the things that Wingshauser did later in his career to just kind of, I don't know. Well, the Carpenter is kind of earlier in his career. Yeah, I guess so. That was more like an art movie that he did that would just... Doesn't seem like it's going to be an art movie. Yeah, the carpenter is kind of weird. You you're hoping for like this dude, this ghost carpenter to like kill a bunch of people, and then it ends up being fixing just, up the house. It's kind of weird. He's saving people. It's yeah, like it's weird. Man. The carpenter is not what you want it to be. No, what's the one with the drug that he's in? That one's really good. Um, I the movie's named after the drug that they're doing. Cold Fire. Oh, yes. Cold directed, Fire. Cold directed, fire. directed by, by Wingshauser. Wings Holy shit. Great. Cold Fire is good. Killing it in Cold Fire as the I don't give a shit detective slash director. <laughs> yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely a good move. But if you watch Vice Squad, which I totally recommend watching, that movie is Wingshauser at his creepy best. You have a bunch of Wingshauser sounds there. I don't know if you can identify him, but... Smell like a rose. Mm. Yeah, that's wings right there. God, I gotta help you get your act back together. Yes, I need to get my act back together. He plays Pimp Ramrod, who gets arrested after an undercover sting involving a separate prostitute. Finds dude, he hits he hits this chick in the head with a stool. It's fucking crazy. And then he fucking boots this dude in the face. He strangles the cop driving the car. The car crashes. He gets out. He's on the lamb. They're chasing him the whole time. He is the main character. Does he have a cowboy hat? Yes. Why do I know this? Ramrod. It had to be like in a slew of movie I've, I, I've seen. Sure. If you were just watching s- random Ringshauser shit, then you probably watch Vice Squad because it's great. You see I've heard this song. And I know how it feels to be part of the nighttime where everything is real. The music, the violence, the sex, the sweet smell. Slime is cool. So good. What does that mean, though? Like, what? It's like the, it's like the dirty, yeah, it's like the sludgy city. Just neon. Covered in neon. Yeah. 
gross. All right. All right. Fair enough. That the makes scummy sense. scummy underbelly of the neon city. I'm like, is this body melt? Like, what the fuck is with the... <laughs> neon <laughs> slime. <laughs> Let's hear the end of neon slime. Yes, it's real. It's your special dream. Larger than life. Gonna make you want to scream. It's the latest rage and the latest hit. Now here it comes, you ask for it! It'll bring you pleasure and bring you some pain, but I promise you this, you'll never be the same. Come taste my honey and taste my wine. Come <laughs> They're just in the booth like, keep going, Wings. Keep Go fucking nuts. It. Keep doing it, Wings. He can never not sound drunk. No. There's no way he's not drunk in this recording. Of course. Dude, no, he actually, no this, this, this version that I have of Neon Slime, I think is from the soundtrack. And if you watch the movie Vice Squad, there's a different version, slightly, of Neon Slime, where he's even more aggressively shouting the song. He <laughs> sounds like, he sounds more drunk when you're watching Vice Squad than it does on this particular it's Neon cut. Slime, take two. Yeah, right. Bang, bang, shoot him up, talking about crime! It's pretty fucking good, though. Oh, I love it. I love Neon Slime. I love Vice Squad. Vice Squad's a great movie. If you've never seen Vice Squad, I think it's on Prime right now. If it's not, go find Vice Squad, because that's it's Wings. That's Wings at his absolute best. Well, this kind of, like, roadhouse, like, you know, rock should be what Wings Living Right is. And it's kind of not, but... No, it's not at we'll, all. We'll get to that. <laughs> Introducing Action Distraction. Speaking of Roadhouse, that brings us to our final songs of the evening. Oh, shit. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Graham's specific request. Be nice. Is that we be nice, but also <laughs> that we talk about Roadhouse, which, if you've ever seen Roadhouse, is Patrick Swayze as Bouncer Extraordinaire. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Dalton. The Philosopher. Bouncer. Philosopher, bouncer, Dalton. Tai Chi expert. <laughs> Throat ripper. Bringing Tai Chi to the West. Wait, the Midwest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, Bringing Tai Chi to the to Kansas. Yeah, can, Kansas City <laughs> is where the double deuce is. If you've never seen Roadhouse, stop this episode of Shindig Radio. Go watch Roadhouse and then start this episode again so that we can talk to you about Roadhouse. If you haven't seen Roadhouse, fuck you <laughs> and turn off yes. this fucking podcast. It's a uh, low hanging fruit. If you're if you're looking for action movies and you haven't seen Roadhouse, then like yeah, I don't you know skipped a great one. Yeah, Roadhouse is a great bad. It's film. like a like Mount Rushmore action movie. Like it's like absolutely. This is it's an important one. It's a character-driven action movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's unofficial sequel <laughs> to Dirty Dancing, which a lot of people don't know. Name is Dalton. Yeah, it is Dalton. Dalton. They don't give you another name. It's just, some, it's just like Dalton. Prince. Because that's a Dalton. fake name. His name's Johnny. He's from the fucking Dirty Dancing. His name might be Miho. How's it going, Miho? How is it going, Miho? Miho that's Dalton. Wade Garrett. Wade Garrett. Who is his mentor. mentor. That's yeah. right. The best of the best. Who taught... Dalton, everything he knows about bouncing and being a cooler, and and yeah, being a cooler. He yeah. is a cooler. You're the bouncers. I'm the cooler. Dalton's the cooler. Yeah. And what Dalton does is he goes into Kansas City and he transforms the double deuce from being a kind of you know off the beaten path rowdy place, a place that you take a big shit when you're on a road trip. Yeah. yeah well, you yeah you'd be. You'd be worried taking a shit in there, you know? <laughs> They're scraping eyeballs off the floor. Graham yeah. loves Roadhouse. He gets yes, I do love Roadhouse. I watch it at least five times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Any every time I'll just watch the shit out of it. It's one of those movies I, I I'm not ashamed. It's I'll just hard. watch it. it. Dude, it's hard not to like Roadhouse. The sheer 80s cheeseballness yes. that's going on inside Roadhouse. It's a fantastic movie, but the reason we're talking about Roadhouse is because Roadhouse features a couple of tunes, <laughs> much like Night Force, that are sung by the star, and that would be Patrick Swayze. It'll get worse before it gets better. I think it did. It's about to get worse. I think it is. <laughs> I, no, this isn't where it gets better. When Patrick Swayze's song? Well, here's the thing. Well, I was putting all the songs together. And then I started listening to the songs from Roadhouse. And I thought to myself, I was like, these songs are too good. They're like too real almost to put next to things like. They're well produced. And uh, yeah, they're like actual fucking songs. They're just like 80s songs. I'm just saying, I guess in in the action distractions you know, arena. Yeah, we're probably at the top of the list. I'm yeah. saying if we're talking Roadhouse and how great it is, and you bring up the Patrick Swayze songs, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Let's talk about that. But that's what the show is. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> Not my favorite part of Roadhouse, though. There's I got a million admit. great things about Roadhouse, exactly. and one of them is that the star, the action star, is fucking singing to you twice on the on the soundtrack. He's a, is he an action star though? Isn't this like the thing that makes him? An action star. Well, this is him beginning to be an action star. Yeah. What else is he? Did he do though besides that? Made him I mean, an you action got point, point break, break at the very least. Yeah, that's action. That makes sense. And there we go. He's more. He's more of a recording artist than he is an action star. He did a lot of. Oh, he did a lot of like B Ghost? and C garbage action movies. But really, the the beauty of Roadhouse to me is that you don't have an action star as the star of Roadhouse. You have a dancer, choreographer, turned recording artist, wannabe Tai Chi master. And that's why it's so great. 
I'm, I'm to believe that a bar that has Terry Funk working the door <laughs> needs fucking the guy from Dirty Dancing to show up and show him what being tough really is. It's Terry Funk, for Christ's sake. That's true. That's why the whole thing is fucking hilarious. He fires that guy, though. Yeah, he fires That's what him I'm right saying. Away. Right off the bat. He doesn't, he have, doesn't the have the temperament for the job. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Terry Funk. This might be one of the toughest guys in all of existence. I mean, yeah, he is and a we're to believe wrestling that, star. Know, Terry Funk. He's starting fights within the bar, though. He's not preventing them. No. That's a good point. As a cooler, he doesn't necessarily work. But as a, as a tough ass. As a tough ass. All this talk about Roadhouse, and basically, you just want to hear Swayze put it down, right? Yeah, let's hear his beautiful let's hear voice. hear a little bit of Swayze here with his first jam, Raising Heaven and Hell Tonight. This is it. This is the hard hitter, man. This is the hot note. <laughs> this is backup band Sweatpants Boner. <laughs> that is a band. It's getting late in the evening. It's time now for dreaming. He worked on this voice. He's like, how am oh, I going to yeah. sing? I believe this is playing when Wade Garrett gets to the Double Deer. Is it? Yeah, he's like, you got a scrawny little guy named Dalton working here. This is playing? Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint where Cliff's Edge was, but this is when I think Cliff's Edge is in the in the tri- or the credits. Whatever will be, will be. Cause you're gonna see. We'll be raising heaven and hell tonight. Oh, oh, oh. Midnight stream. Midnight stream? Midnight stream? Midnight stream. Stream. Love, thunder, and dynamite. Yeah. Take my hand and hold on tight. Midnight stream. Midnight's dream. Midnight's dream. We'll see the Joker, the jailer, the juggler, the refugee. Whoa, he wanted three J's and then an R? Who the fuck does that? Cool it, Well, I'm sorry. This song just gets me. It's triumphant. It really? is triumphant. What is you your... You have a knife in your boot. I gotta get the fuck out of here. I don't you have a boot. kicking people. Uh, <laughs> you got a knife sandal. You got a lot of Dalton there, and you love Dalton, obviously. What's your favorite? What's your favorite part? Of... Of Roadhouse, not of Night Force. Um, we're talking about Roadhouse. <laughs> of <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Tell me what your favorite part of Ghostbusters 2 is. Uh, let's see. Well, where uh, Dr. Venkman <laughs> fucks Winston against the, <laughs> the bricks. That's hey, pretty bad. what the fuck are you doing? No, um... You know, I gotta say, I'm, I'm between where he rips the dude's throat out it's and then good. throws him into the lake... Um, and then what does he yell? He yells something like, Wesley! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> he yells something exactly like that. This is a, what's great to me is because there's this whole overarching pensive story about how 
In his past, he defended himself so viciously that he ripped a man's throat out of his neck. The guy even does it when he's talking about him. Yeah, they do the it's like a hawk move. move. Yeah, Yeah, and hawk eagle claw. He kind of like breaks it down, like, (laughs) oh, you know, you didn't know that she had a husband, and then that man put a gun in your face. You got two choices: you die or you kill him. Which really isn't true, if especially from a bouncer. It should be like, there's a lot of other things you can do besides rip his throat from his body. Or die. But then... That was when it was time to not be nice, I, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be nice, or you gotta rip a throat out. I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. And then he pulls your throat out of your neck yeah. with his fingers. It's which, a vicious move. Which, when we're talking about Roadhouse, because he does this, and there's no consequence. Well, that for- shocks her when she sees him yeah. do it again to the main, to the anti-Dalton, basically. Yeah, yeah. Brad Wesley has his <laughs> own Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. Bizarro Dalton. He has his own Dalton, which, like, he gets out of nowhere. Another guy who knows karate, who's also of the same age. He has a questionable uh, prison background yeah, history, he, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Weird, weird thing to say. That's a totally weird thing to say. So what I'm Scary getting at though. is they get, he's like, seems real sad about how he ripped the throat out of this guy. And like, yeah. wow, that was a big move. I should never, ever do that again. And then goes directly back to it. Fair enough. The guy was going to kill him. Yeah. That guy was not fucking around. His chick sees him do it, and she gets all freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking murderer. Yeah. He just ripped his throat out. <laughs> He's for real. Now, past that moment, he then pulls him out and throws him in to the fucking Let lake. Fuck you! So now we're past the idea of self-defense. Now they're going to find a body in the lake that he's thrown that way. And it's like, well... Yeah. Did you really defend yourself, or did you rip his throat out and then throw him in the lake and then yell, Wesley, fuck you? You taunted Brad Wesley. And then when he gets to Brad in the end, he almost does it again. Yeah, almost. His hand goes up in the claw move. He's going to do it. And he's going to do it, and he sees the girl behind him, and he goes, oh, I'm not going to do it. Then then he Miyagi's him, and he just honks his nose. (laughs) (laughs) He. uh, But more importantly, he never... He never pays for that crime. He murdered a man. He defended himself. Look, let's be yeah. real here. The guy had a gun. When when the yeah. when these fucking gang lords take over a small town, I'm pretty sure at, at the end of the Brad day, Brad Wesley is a the, legitimate businessman, by the way. When the entire town <laughs> no, takes not, back, no, it's not. So she's shaking down the whole town. But when every, when everyone is, Kmart's coming here because of me. me. Ask everybody. When they all rally behind Dalton and decide to take their town back, no one's going to be fucking pressing charges. Like, oh, by the way, Dalton needs to serve time for what he's done. Like, he saved everyone. Meanwhile, there's a missing person who's in the fucking river. That guy's basically, he's... he's, We don't care about that guy. Come on, man. That's not a guy. He's a fucking known convict. I mean, he's known to protect Brad Wesley, who was known to intimidate the entire town he blew up emmett's house yeah he drove a monster truck which is one of the best an auto dealership one of the best 80s bad guy moments of all time yeah it's pretty good (laughs) it's such a weird thing because everyone at the town is at this car lot 
Yeah. All of a sudden, every all the characters from the movie show every. up at a car lot. <laughs> Ed Emmett, who lives in the forest, is at this car lot, and they're like, "He's gonna drive the truck through the whole car lot." It's like good thing I was driving past. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see the Joker, the juggler, the jailer, the refugees. Come on, that's like you don't write a song like that. can't see is Graham singing along silently to all of his lyrics while he's doing Tai Chi with no shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Till kingdom comes. Gonna see. We'll be raising heaven and hell tonight. I can't believe I can't get these two assholes into the whale whale. We're trying to listen to the fucking song here. Love, Thunder, and Dynamite. <laughs> but it's good, right? This is like a good song. It's an okay song. <laughs> well, okay. Comparatively speaking, you got oh, things yeah. like... It's not like... <laughs> it's way better than that, yeah. I mean, I got things like... That's a promise. Which is great. And I got like, Tenement is the place to be. That's a song. And you've got, you know, Stabilizer, which is, what is Stabilizer's song? Stabilizer. Like, this is like a song. Yeah, but this is a song that pretty much doesn't have anything to do with Roadhouse. No. I mean, it's the idea is he's, he's taking his good force into a negative place and trying to change it from within, which is the Ooh. overlying song. Of raising heaven in hell. Through the mystical art of Tai Chi. Everything else he says in the song has nothing to do with what he does in the movie. Like, there's no love, thunder, and dynamite. No. Actually, there's I some take explosions. that back. There is dynamite. Yeah, they blow up Emmett's house. There's and love. There's love right the on those bricks. He fucks the shit out of her right on those on bricks. Roof. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Wesley can see the whole thing. Yeah, he hates and that's he Brad is. Wesley's an ex-girl. Ex-girl. Yeah. What's her deal? She's a doctor. She's a doctor. She left town. She finally came back, and then Brad's kind of coveting her. But she was going after the big fish in the small town. Then realized that you know there's a moral, you know, issue. He's a there. bad guy. There's a conflict. Yeah, yeah. He's a bad guy. So Brad got his own chick, Vodka Tonic. Vodka Tonic. <laughs> I wish I gave you that sound. I always I had that sound. You should add it later. Hey, Vodka Rocks. Will you say you and me get nipple, nipple to nipple? Nipple to nipple. I could do that by myself. Yeah. She wants to fuck Dalton. <laughs> the whole movie. Who doesn't want to fuck Dalton? Come on. Right? The fat dude at the door wants Brad to fuck Brad Wesley Dalton. wants to fuck Dalton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he's watching him fuck. That whole Tai Chi scene, he's doing Tai Chi like by himself, and then Emmett is watching him, and Brad like rolls out on his little mower. From the and, other like, side of the river. He's <laughs> across the river. And it's just like sweatpants boner. What the fuck's he doing over there? And Emmett's like scratching his head like, eh. Maybe I'm attracted to this man. <laughs> Been out here way too long in the sticks. <laughs> you honest? Yeah. It's 
Expect me to believe that? No, sir. It's so perfect, though. You <laughs> got a man who loves Roadhouse. You got this fucking, you know, old, good old boy, and the most evil dude in Kansas moves across the river. Right across the river. Like Terrorizes they're staring him. at each other. The only two houses maybe in, like, 100 miles. <laughs> yeah. They're just staring at each other across... The Midnight Stream, maybe? Is that what that place is called? I don't know. <laughs> the Midnight Stream. <laughs> it's a pond. We'll be nothing from these fucks. I did. Well, well. I did. There it is. Midnight Stream. Yeah. We'll be raising heaven and hell tonight. I don't think so. <laughs> Raisin heaven, grape hell tonight. Yeah, that's right. So, so the place isn't called Roadhouse. It is a roadhouse. What's a roadhouse? Just a house on the road. That could be anything, man. That could be any building. I play Roadhouse Blues, you know. It's a specific type of a bar slash pub where I think road types hang out. You know, so like, a, okay, like a bar. Like a truck See, now, stop, like yeah. a truck stop bar. To trucker bar. They have like bungalows. A titty twister. So they got yeah. bungalows in the back for people who like to get down slow. What? <laughs> <laughs> but if one song wasn't enough, <laughs> what? There's more from Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse. He comes in with a pen to write Cliff's Edge. A lot of cliffs in Kansas? This is what I imagine, like, Patrick Swayze is, like, in a room in the dark with, like, a cigarette, and he's, like, playing his little synthesizer, like, I think I got this. He's covered in sweat. <laughs> he just did some Tai Chi. Just did some Tai Chi, kicked somebody in the face. Ripped a throat out. Whoa. myself, pretend I'm right. A high stakes game defying life. A one time athlete, one time Adonis. edge near yeah i feel like we're really digging into like the, the grit of dalton as a character and i've never heard this song so i don't i don't know Maybe that's I just why don't he's know dalton that's why he's i think swayze's writing the song because he's like i know the character now I know dalton. i'm gonna do it from his point of view because yeah. you can tell i mean this is a guy who's like at the end he's of his tortured. rope maybe he's singing about himself not even dalton <laughs> you know one time athlete. one time athlete one time adonis one was time him, adonis right I mean, I think he's that at this time. Right? An athlete and an Adonis? <laughs> well, the Adonis, right? Like, he's a, a peak sex symbol in Roadhouse, right? 
At least in that town, he is. For you, maybe. <laughs> I know, buddy. I know. I know. Oh, really? <laughs> Opinions vary. Yeah, they do vary. Mine is saying, hey, maybe Patrick Swayze. I'm just saying Patrick Swayze as a universal sex symbol, Roadhouse. I mean, what are you talking about here? What year is this? Not 89? When is Ghost? I don't know. Later. No, I'm afraid I'm going to have to know a little bit more than that. I'm sorry. I don't have any more information than that. <laughs> but I do have the end of Cliff's Edge. Sounds suspiciously like the beginning of Cliff's Edge. I try to be to justify the darkness in my soul that I Where will it end? I don't know. It's been oh so long. It gets hard and hard to win so strong. Wait, Garrett. That's a strong. Cut to the bone. <laughs> oh, solo. Is he also plays this. Damn that shit, I doubt it. <laughs> this is Emmett. He actually built this guitar and then played it on this song that he wrote. Maybe. He gives a great, uh, soul. Running with the dog with a ghost in my hair. I feel like there's nice. a there's a missing montage with this song all over it yeah. somewhere. Like I agree. Rocky Four style. You know what I mean? Like Dalton just driving through the night and this is just he's just replaying the whole yeah, shit. Yeah, what is he gonna do about Throat fucking Brad rip, Wesley? Lost love. Yeah. He starts fixing the roadhouse and realizes yeah. actually the whole town is fucked. Wade's like, what are you doing? He's like, dude, you don't even have to do this. You could get out of here we'll right here now. We'll we could go. go. And then the chick is like, you should just go. You don't have to save the town. Everybody tells And he's him. like, every town I go to, there's going to be another Brad Wesley trying to fucking take his, trying to push everybody else down. While white dudes inject AIDS into our chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's a metaphor. <laughs> Without this hot doctor, though, yeah, he just drives on. It's it love. This yeah. is a love story. Well, love yeah. conquers all. Love rips the bad guy's throat out. There's monster trucks. He drives a car into some house. He's Shit ripping out of throats. Kicking. People are punching each other. Kicks galore. Tits, kicks. 
It's got it all. <laughs> Do they ever show the storeroom in the back of the Double Deuce that just has tables and chairs stacked up for when they all inevitably Great. get destroyed in, in fucking nightly bar fights? Yeah. I was thinking about that. He breaks a table the first day he's there. Yeah, he busts that dude's head yeah. straight on. Kind of proves good. a point like, all right, I'll take care of this guy. I'll take a quick stab or like he misses the stab. And then puts his head through a table, and everyone's yeah. like, "Holy shit, he's good." They should have had. They should have. He's had good. Man. He's real good. That guy's like in love with him. Yeah, they should have had an insert shot Dalton. with the fat guy, like wood gluing the table back together. Like, <laughs> way to go, Dalton. <laughs> the name is Dalton. Yeah, yeah. Dalton's great. We love Dalton. We love Roadhouse. It's fucking. Awesome. But that brings us to the end of our action distraction. But. Like any other episode where we've listened to a ton of songs that were of questionable quality, I will have to ask you, what is your favorite action distraction from Volume 2? Great question. A question we ask ourselves every day. That is a question <laughs> I ask myself every day. Is it... Is it stabilizer? I don't think it's stabilizer. Stabilizer. It's like dope. Like soap on a rope. You know this is true. He blew. L-O-V-E. Psst. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was probably not that. Maybe it's... Sometimes it's not safe in your house. There's nothing on earth that'll keep him out. He'll break in your crib and rape your wife. And if you're lying, you'll keep away with your life. I'm sorry. That's a good one. It's Will you so shut that shit off? <laughs> That's my favorite. That's I'm I'm, I'm picking tenement. tenement. So Mikey's going tenement, and then you got you know you got things like Death Promise was a good one. Gramps song. Sounds like I'm singing it. I'm on the floor. I'm gonna blow your mind. Got that? You got your. Says this. Yours world is the man? He's the man. I yours can't listen world, to that crap. Yours it's got no heart. Yeah, it's got man. no heart. <laughs> Graham's right. But then you got things like... Read the graffiti, the message is plain. The property It's pretty good. The fear and the shame. Oh. in the challenge God. of the street I can't tell you how much I love this song yeah, from East yeah, LA Warriors. It's pretty cheesed out, man. Dude, if I had to pick an action extraction from Action Distractions Volume 2, I might have to go with Livin' to Die. <laughs> <laughs> with Livin' to Die. That's correct. That is correct. With Livin' to Die from East LA Warriors. You also got... This is no one's favorite ever. It's a good one. I mean, it's good. But it's good compared to bad. Let's not forget. Yeah, this is mine. It's pretty solid. This is definitely mine. I mean, I love Roadhouse. Yeah. And I'll listen to... I mean, I've listened to Heaven and Hell tonight. Yeah, More times than anybody else in the world, probably. Maybe. Not like I'm trying to set a record, but I'm just thinking nobody's really listening to... Heaven and Hell tonight. Yeah. It's a good um, song. I like that. I like Cliff's Edge. Just because yeah. I love that movie. I'll listen to that shit all day. 
But if I'm going to pick one out of this roster, it's yeah. it's going to be Wings Hauser singing about neon slime, talking about crime. Well, Wings should be at road, the Roadhouse. He should be at the Double Deuce singing this. Yes. I mean, I could see him fitting into Roadhouse no problem. It fits better than those two Swayze songs, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. Neon he rips slime pretty hard. That's a thing, dude. That's a thing. And I love the song from East LA Warriors. I love. Just live and die. Dude, that's prophetic right there. Boys on the corner waiting for a plane. They predicted COVID right in that one line. <laughs> you got that germs from East LA Warriors, the germ one. I might have a germ or something, and I wouldn't want you to get sick and die. You know? <laughs> Wink. Sick and die. That's pretty great. So we got Mikey's picking. I'm taking Tenement. Just because I've been singing it all fucking day yeah, on the way over here, I can't get that one. Tenement is the place to live. I was like, <laughs> it's so hilarious and awesome. And as fucked up as it is, I do really like that movie too. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's mean, just Tenement's brutal. Great. It's pretty brutal. You're going Neon Slime. I'm going Neon Slime without having seen the movie that it's from. Watch Vice Squad. Yes. Get into it. But I am a Wings great. I'm a Wingshauser fan. Yeah. Not a lot of people say that anymore. And uh, maybe it. they never did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you speak for everybody? <laughs> I don't know. Sarone. Maybe uh, I do. I'm going to go East LA Warriors. I'm going living to die. As much as I want to pick Neon Slime, we got to change it up, right? Oh, really? It's a good choice. Opinions vary around here. Opinions vary. Yes, they do, Graham. Yes, they do. And. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Poor Marty. Poor fucking Marty. So we've come to the end of Action Distractions Volume 2, and we're going to take it out. We're going to give you a little treat here, because I bought that album from, from Mikey after Mikey bought that album for me. <laughs> he came over here today with the record player and I was able to take some of these songs and put them into my computer so we're gonna leave you tonight with a little bit of Wings Living Right okay this is the title track from his album Your Love Keeps Me Off the Streets this is Wings Living Right signing off here for Shindig Radio I'm whoever I am I'm out of here Graham's out of here. Hey, I love you. You're awesome. Ciao. <laughs> it's good to be back, everybody. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed, listener. Yeah. Sorry it's been so long. Yeah, we like doing this. This is fun. We'll be back soon. We hope you could have taken a break from the violence and mayhem in the real world and discuss violence and mayhem on the silver screen, or at least the video screen. A bit of a distraction. That's right. My heart gets a feeling inside, you know, it never will forget. This is Wings, baby. Cause you make a man who wanna get up and live again. You took a prince like me. King I am.
from all of us here at Shindig Radio. We hope you enjoy the rest of your quarantine or whatever the fuck is going on. Have a nice summer. Drink some cough syrup. God bless you. I lay my head upon your breast. I hear the language of the heart. You know it's saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you make a man want to get up and live again. You took a Don't hold on to me. Okay. And gave me time for my Seems appropriate, right? Yeah. <laughs> also the shoe show. Also the shoe show. Nice. You know, maybe you need to hear this. Maybe you have to get off the couch. You know, because once you get to the gym, once you start working out, you feel good physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Give it a shot, okay? And uh, even if you can't see the rim, you're gonna make the shot anyway. Something like this. Ooh, from Marty, downtown. Yeah, love you guys. Bye.